0: this week on evasion the podcast we have a blizzard of news we take a look at the fallout of the cancellation of marvel's mockingbird and to celebrate national donut day i have less than a dozen questions to ask joe we bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon the arrival of a
1: spaceship just a minute ladies and gentlemen i think something is happening
0: And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. I'm Paul. I didn't come up with names for us this week because I feel like the content we're going to talk about later is somewhat serious. So I don't want to make a joke about it. <laughs> Stedman, <laughs> and to my left, Joe, didn't know that I didn't make up names this week, Peters.
2: Technically, you did make
0: names. I guess I guess so, but I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm making a joke, and then be like, oh, by the way, there's some... You know, It's going to be a little bit of a serious conversation. Actually, it's going to be like... I hopefully we have a good educated well-reasoned conversation about what we're going to talk about later in regards to marvel's mockingbird uh but first i want to get into this i didn't tell joe this story before the show because i want to get his reaction um it does involve a source spo- a sore point recently and that is the world series mm-hmm. um cleveland did not win yeah. um but it's about as close as you could get to not winning a title as as possible it was amazing
2: but, uh and that's probably it's probably the main reason why our show's getting put up so late because i mean most of the week was like absorbed by the world series
0: yeah it was just a lot of like i know that joe would not record during baseball so i just like the whole the whole baseball playoffs was just like all right there's parts of the week that are just not available right now and i knew that was going to (laughs) happen yeah it's shut down yeah so um so here's what actually happened here's my story is that uh on Thursday night, uh, Mary and I went down to the Music Box uh, Theater down in Cleveland here at the at the Flats mm-hmm. to see Lisa Loeb. which oh, okay. I, I love Lisa Loeb. I've just I've loved her for years, and everyone's gonna be like, "Who's she?" And it's like you know the song "Stay." Yeah, "Stay" is a great song, and she's had other hits too. People forget about all that. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. So, she's from Texas. She's up there playing the, 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 the show. It's just her with a guitar. By the way, if you've not been to the Music Box, it's a good venue. It's a nice, like, small venue you can eat and just watch a show. It's very low-key. It's it's actually really nice. I've been there before. Um, she She's talking to us about how like um, how she doesn't know sports. And she mentioned that growing up, she'd go to baseball games with her dad. She was excited for the food. She would keep scoring, get peanuts and all this stuff. And she said, now when I go to a sports game, she's like, I expect like a shrimp cocktail. She had this whole story about it. So then she's talking about how she got an award in Boston for some some work that she's been doing and how she's at Fenway. And then she mentions in passing about all the trophies and things they have there and and everything. And then she's like, and they had these rings there. And she's like talking to the, the crowd here. And she's like, She's like they had World Series rings. She's like, and they're really big. It looks like they fit on your wrist. She's like, have you guys ever seen a World Series ring? And half the music box was like, no. Like everybody, wow. everybody just like just like turned on her for like a second. They're like, no, we have not seen a World Series ring. Did she not? And did then she- and for that second, she realized what she did. In turned to was starting to walk off stage as a joke, but, like, her guitar was still plugged in, so it was, like, the whole bit of, like, she can't leave because the guitar was plugged in. But she was, like, honestly embarrassed. She was, like, I did not realize what I was asking when I asked that question. Yeah. Oh, man. It was it was really funny. Like, it just, like, half the crowd was like, no, we've never she, seen a real
2: series. She right. probably used that that joke, like, at, uh, like, other, or she probably uses that bit at, like, other uh, cities, and then it's just fine, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, she was talking about how, when she was at Fenway, she took a photo of the field and sent it to her dad and her dad's like why is there a football field at Fenway because I guess they're setting up the park for a Notre Dame game and she's like it never occurred to me that the, f- the field was a different shape than it should have been like like with the lines and everything so that tells her how much she was telling us how much she doesn't know about sports that mm-hmm. they had a football field it was a baseball field there but has Cleveland ever seen a World Series ring was the question that was asked <laughs> and and because it was Lisa Loeb I forgave her because I love yeah. her and I just want to put her in my pocket that's, and, yeah. that's
2: funny Um. yeah <laughs> yeah. i don't i don't want to talk about the world series i, I know
0: no no No. i don't want to talk about it either i just figured like that was worth mentioning because it was of the time it was awkward and i thought it was pretty funny actually so yeah. um anyway yeah so enough about that um yeah like other than other than baseball nothing else has really been going on we had yeah. halloween that was really low-key i stayed home actually for halloween i didn't, I didn't do up.
2: anything for halloween yeah
0: yeah baseball was on i think that's what was happening yeah, yeah. it was on
2: like yeah. it's funny because like uh I've been going, uh, well, I haven't been going crazy, but I've been working on that, that costume for like almost half a year trying to get my. Well,
0: you. yeah, I don't think you've actually talked about this on the show officially. No,
2: yeah. Ever since we went to Comic Con back in February, I've gotten really inspired to fire up like a cosplay. And, um, I, 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 un, I don't even know what possessed me to choose Taskmaster, but, uh, I'm, I've got a really solid Taskmaster outfit coming out. Yeah, along. it looks awesome, the and, photos um, you've me. Yeah, I actually finished my shield uh, the other day. Here, let me try and pull one up real quick here.
0: I know you guys You guys were like, here, that's a live reaction to me looking at Joe's shield that he made. Yeah, you guys. You heard here first. Um, but yeah, no, it, like he he showed me his steps along the way, and it's like, I, kudos so to you, man. It looks. Oh, that is finished,
2: awesome looking. I got the straps on the back, nice. finally. So, um yeah, all I really need to do is paint a few things, uh, like I've like bracers and uh, shin guards, and I need to get a good clasp for the cloak, because I have a safety pin right now, and it really doesn't hold very well, so i got to find something that'll secure it better, um, but I'm going to probably rock it uh, when we go to Comic-Con this year, and um, free comic book day.
0: Good, cause so. I have nothing, I I, um, I think my Nedry, this costume, was kind of out of gas because we'll, I, I we'll work for Halloween like, for work, and everyone's like, "That's a nice Hawaiian shirt you have on." I'm like, "Thanks." <laughs> we'll, we'll collaborate. <laughs> I really want to get you a
2: good. I like. I'll help you. Like, I have fun doing this, but I'll help you come up with something. Like, like if you wanna, if you wanna go with some Marvel villains, or if you wanna just do something else, then
0: that's yeah, because I know you joked about being Modok or making up a Modok outfit. I have. That sounds like that would be a lot of work. It'd be a lot of fun. I just don't know how we would. I feel even like start doing
2: that. I feel like you could do a full body Modok, or yeah. you could actually just make a helmet yeah. where you got the little legs I,
0: down by your oh, chin, that, so that you know what I mean. Yeah. And then the arms, and because yeah. then you just have your hair come out, because you know that actually be kind of funny, huh? Yeah, I'll have to think about that. Because then, then I could probably do a suit that would be like not not necessarily clothing, but like something to go with it. Because like Modok is. I forget his whole origin, but I know like you could I, that could be kind of fun actually do like the baby head type of thing mm-hmm. with that. That be yeah maybe. I like it. All right, there you go. Creativity here on the show, uh, the work in progress.
2: Maybe like an Ames suit. I don't know <laughs> the yellow jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, didn't yeah? We'll, we'll, get we'll talk
0: about that in a second with the uh, Mockingbird. Yeah, because anyway, was like, didn't they change? That? They, they they made a joke about Ames. Yeah, there, they so made we'll a good Ames joke. All right, so yeah, let's we'll get straight to the the blizzard of news. <laughs> everyone so i know last year we i think we did an entire show about blizzcon and i feel like that gets a little messy because it's a lot of information it's every year yeah Yeah,
2: and it's it's almost like when we do our just our san diego comic-con it's a big convention um you know centered at gaming we'll just one franchise is gaming but nobody else really does that
0: so yeah so uh real quick hits here with of the games that uh that blizzard obviously runs they run um uh, Overwatch, Diablo, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, and Starcraft, um, and and Blackthorn, but no one talks about Blackthorn anymore or oh, the Lost Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, um, so uh, I think the one thing that I thought was unexpected is that Diablo is a franchise. Is hitting its 20th, 20th anniversary, and they've announced that in Diablo three, the current game going on, they're releasing Diablo one, so people can play Diablo one. So I think that's pretty great. Yeah, they, they got, should be interesting. And they actually said they're going to put filters in where it looks older and your moveset's limited to how it was originally the
2: moveset should be interesting because you can only do the eight direction
0: yeah so that that's kind of fun and this is not content you have to pay for they're just going to give it to Mm -hmm. you and that's another reason why i love blizzard where it's like they're like this is a funny idea let's devote manpower to this and they're going to go ahead and do that how much are we going to make out of it nothing nothing um they are also announcing their new class for uh, diablo for next year that tends to tell me that's an expansion coming yeah, Some they, sort.
2: Had, they announced it's a DLC expansion. So yeah, I was really disappointed that Diablo Four was not announced. Yeah, like I felt that would have been then crucial, but they couldn't have possibly have gotten Diablo Four in development in time for this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, the, um,
0: they're, they're, they've announced the new class, which is the Necromancer, which is from Diablo Two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, like a lot of people were surprised it wasn't going to be in Three Eight originally, but then they put the Witch Doctor in, so they felt that that was kind of a lot of people felt that that was the successor to it, the Necromancer. It kind of was because they did that with. Diablo, it was like the
2: Archer. I think there was wasn't the Archer? It was a Roger and Archer that they had in Diablo one and then that basically became the Amazon and then the Warrior became uh the Paladin. You okay. Know? So they they just constantly keep reinventing characters um for for Diablo.
0: Well, and I um like I have Diablo three, I have Reaper Souls, have not played as much as Joe has. The the other class they added last time was the Crusader, which I liked a lot. I love the whole setup of the heavy armor and just, you know, with the flail and all that. So the Necromancer looks cool. It just, again, shows that even though um, everyone's expecting more new Diablo content because they haven't really announced anything for a while, that they haven't forgotten about it and people are probably going to be excited for what's coming.
2: It's a good shot in the arm because, like, I have played Diablo 3 because they tried to do the seasons with different loot sets and different gear, which does spark people's attention back for a little bit, but then, like, I feel like once you hit a certain wall, it's just kind of like, well, I'm back where I was, you know. Well,
0: and I think that that type of gameplay is a different challenge because it's like you you do play in parties, but it is you know you can mainly play the, as a solo thing. So how do you keep making a dungeon crawler? Right. How do you how do you keep that interesting without like I, I mean I guess you could keep adding areas and zones, but you're, well, the, the mechanics stay the same. Well, you the, know? the main thing
2: for the I guess the end game of Diablo is the the rifts. Because you basically want to try to clear rifts quicker and faster, okay. and try to get better times and get better gear out of it. Because you get like, um,
0: and and rifts are basically these events that happen that they put you in a random map with a random assortment of things and yeah. different and different rules sometimes in terms of like the mobs can do different things. Yeah, and it's very much just a quick challenge. Like it really tests it, you. It's all about
2: almost all almost all about speed running and survival. Because you hit kind of like at a certain point where you're just like, all right, well let's let's kick it up to the next notch. So it does kind of become about a points thing because I feel like once you get a certain gear set, which happens fairly quick because there's your meta your meta gear set in, in Diablo. Like, you got to have this. You got to have this. And then once you have that build, you're, like, just a monster. And then it becomes, like, fine-tuning it. Like, you have to wait to get an ancient version of this type of gear. <laughs> and it's, like, that's when I kind of hit my wall. And I'm just, like, you know what? I am not going to play for, like, three days in a row just to change out one piece of my gear. Yeah. So um but no it it's it's cool i'm excited to play a necro um i just hope it doesn't turn into like everybody's a necro which it probably will to start out with but um that was the big diablo announcement um i i am not gonna lie i was a little underwhelmed for the 20th anniversary that's what they decided to announce
0: so maybe the 25th anniversary we'll get diablo 4 (laughs) yeah um yeah whatever blizzard does things in their own timeline anyway so uh, i mean how long was it between diablo 2 and diablo 3 Oh my
2: god! Like, Eleven years? Uh, well, no. Diablo came out in 1996.
0: Yeah, but I'm talking between two and three.
2: Three came out in I want to say
0: 2010, 2010, 2011. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it was after that. Either way, but there was like at least a ten year gap between two and three. So there's more than ten years. Oh, more? Okay. We're 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 looking this up right now, live, real time strat stat checking here on the show 2012. Oh, there we go. So,
2: almost uh 16 yeah, 16
0: years between 2 and 3? Yeah.
2: Wow. All right. Oh, no, 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 between 1 and 3. My oh, bad. Okay. Um when did 2 come out? That's a good question. Sorry. Got to keep forgetting about Diablo 2. How could I forget about Diablo That's two? the one everyone loves. That came out in 2000. So, okay. 12 12 years. 12 years. Wow. So, 4 years and then 12 years okay. between Diablo 2. <laughs> so, Let's see, if, if this was like a, a SAT question, then Diablo 4 will be out in, what, uh, three t- 36 years? There you go. All right, yep.
0: so the bring on Necromancers. It's going to hold us for a while. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to another game. Under Blizzard, um, Overwatch announced a bunch of changes. Uh, I just want to mention two of them real quick. One is the arcade mode, meaning that... Um, up until now, there was two two main ways to play the game. One was quick match where you and your friends could get in there. Anybody could pick whatever hero they wanted, however many versions of that hero on a team. And then there's the rank play, which limited to one hero per team, meaning you can't have doubles. Um, they've now moved the multiple heroes to this thing called the arcade, which is a lot of their different variant game types. The
2: brawl, you mean? Yeah, like, well,
0: because the arcade mode is going to be you can do mystery heroes, you can do um, unlimited heroes, you can do... Like, they're taking all the variants and moving them to the arcade with Quick Play being more more in line with Ranked. Which Um, I think is fine
2: because I I like the way that rank was set up, but I would get frustrated in Ranked. Yeah. So I feel like I could play a Quick Match again without, like like 30 bastions
0: shooting at me as much fun as it is sometimes when you're playing with your friends and then one of them picks a bastion you're like oh, i'll pick a bastion as well then all of a sudden you have like five bastions running around yeah. together and, i feel like you know.
2: anytime anybody picks bastion it's like oh this is cool we can do this we can just we can just play the thing that sits in the corner and kills everything
0: I'll pick one of those. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. There was a time where we played. I played <laughs> on Holly on Hollywood map with six Road Hogs, and just seeing six of these overweight Australian guys <laughs> with hooks <just> bobbling <laughs> around, walking, and all of them make like grunting noises. There were so many hooks <laughs> out there, whoa, and we won. Whoa, like yeah. we just destroyed them. Sometimes
2: and it was, when it's that many characters, you can't help but win. Like yeah. there's certain classes where it's just like I can stop one or two of them. I can't stop five. Yeah. But so, yeah. The,
0: so the 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 the, the arcade mode is going to be more with that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for that just because I know, I guess they said that their weekly brawls they would offer, which is kind of a, like the, the initial start of this when they changed to the arcade. Um, not Not all the brawls were popular. So as long as they keep giving me options where I can go do like what they called a MOBA watch, which is everybody picks one character and you can't switch from it. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I thought that was a cool idea because that really made you have to think as a team.
2: Yeah. how to balance it. See, I like that too because yeah. you would you'd basically have to you'd have to strategize, which they which they do with Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, and I we'll get into that because it's another game of them. But um, what was I gonna say? Oh, the brawls because they put brawls in. Heroes of the Storm too, which a lot of people have mixed feelings about, because it's there to be fun, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people take it seriously, and I'm just like, really, you're in a match with, like, everyone playing the same character, and... All their thrusters are turned on, so you're constantly moving super fast. How are you taking this seriously right yeah, now? right.
0: Like, I, I don't know. People always want to win. Like I, I've now realized there's two types of gamers in this world. Those that want to have fun and and, and do well and, and and excel and learn how to play well, and if they play well, that's. That, but you're also having fun. Then there's ones that I know that all they want to do is win, mm-hmm. and if they're not number one, they're angry. And I don't understand how that's not like. I'm not saying I'm the best Overwatch player. Clearly, when I bought it for Xbox, I've shown you that I'm not the best Overwatch player. But I like to think that I have fun and that I can see how the teams make makeup is going and try my best to help. And I think I have some success with that. But I'm never going to be the guy leading with kills or whatever. Um, but the other thing too about Overwatch I want to mention is that they're announced this um, Overwatch League that's going to be their attempt at like their their big esports their e-sport thing. thing. What I like about this is that they're going to do they're going to try for city specific. And make it like, like, there could be a Cleveland Overwatch team, which we will not be on. (laughs) Not, no, not you and I. No, no, no. I'm just, I I would
2: go to watch it, but I would not, I would not even be like,
0: yeah, I should give it a shot. Like, if there's a Cleveland team to cheer for, I think this is where, this is where esports starts to get me in. It's like, I can go cheer for our, our Cleveland local to go face Pittsburgh's Overwatch team. Oh, yeah, that's... screw Pittsburgh. We're gonna do this. You know? <laughs> that like, would be crazy.
2: I would like that. I would um, I would be I would I would go to tryouts and then I would be like, Oh, I got killed again by Mercy's pistol.
0: Like I'm always hoping that I'm like Mark Wahlberg and in invincible. Like I just show up for like a walk on tryout and they're like, Oh, just come on. You you show some gumption. You're yeah. Not very good, but you have heart, kid. And I'm like, Yeah, you know. Um, Like the article I was reading where someone was like, hey, if someone needs a mediocre Lucio in Atlanta, give me a call. And I'm like, that's like me, you know, <laughs> like if you guys need someone that's okay, but not great. Yeah. But that get, this gets me interested. I also would love to see this fragmented further where like we'll never play for the Cleveland team. I want to see a Cleveland Overwatch League where you have like East Side, West Side, and have people actually put together some teams. That would be pretty cool. Oh, that would be so much fun and terrible at the same time.
2: You know, it'd be fun. Uh, that would be a fun event to sponsor if we could get something like that going in Cleveland
0: because I would love to see the team names and like everybody kind of like as long as it's all you know like appropriate but I would love to see like a local like like Lakewood have an Overwatch team that faces like Rocky River or something I think that'd be hilarious and I would love I think that would create so much like like good smack talk and just like you cheer for people and I like this I feel like Blizzard's doing this right where keeping it local then means you generate interest for your local players and they start to become more known commodities and I, and they have contracts; they're gonna have them signed. There's gonna be benefits. There's gonna be revenue. That's all involved. They have this whole thing figured out, and it's like they're building this from the ground up. I think it's gonna be really, really cool. Yeah. So if you guys like, I won't be out there playing professionally, but I will be dreaming of it.
2: All right. Yeah. Anyway. So oh, and not to forget the biggest thing about Overwatch—they announced Sombra.
0: Oh, yeah, the new character, Sombra.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sombra's here.
0: Well, I mean, you no, know, she's cool looking. And the I watched... animation,
2: I love the little animation videos they do. Yeah. That was really entertaining. Like, I love the lore and the world of the thing, because I got really excited when Zarya showed up at the end. I was like, what's Zarya going to go do?
0: Yeah, and if you guys, even if you don't, like, care for video games to play, because I know, like, I've talked to people, listen to the show, um, all seven of you guys out there, we appreciate it. Um, but they say like some of you guys are like, well, we're not so much of video games. We like movies. We like this. So I know sometimes it's hard to tune in and pay attention to this. Even if you don't really care about playing video games, go on YouTube and look at the overwatch shorts. Like this is as close as I want to see a game company compete with like Pixar in terms of like these six minute little things. Mm-hmm. You get the story, there's some real emotion in these sometimes, but they're really well done yeah, and it's
2: really good, good. Good backstory, Phil. Like, I got excited seeing Sombra, Reaper, and Widowmaker work as a team because it was like- it, it
0: felt like G.I. Joe and Cobra. Yes, yeah. it
2: did. It absolutely did. And yeah. I just
0: love that Sombra got to be a dick to Reaper for a second, and mm-hmm. that made me- She's not my favorite character. I'll never know how to play her well, but the fact that she kept opening and closing a door on him- to keep them out was awesome i love that moment yeah, just, just like
2: just to kind of mess with them it, it will it definitely gave you the uh, sense of the character and then i like i liked her accent a lot like i i'm glad that they the one of the things i really like about overwatch is it's set in the real world and they do such a good job at um regional either languages or accents yeah like people speak in their native tongue or they have if they speak english it's got a it's got a pretty thick like either swedish or um well i know she's south american i think um uh, so, but I know, she's definitely got a heavy Latin accent. Yeah, and her name's Sombra, which well, is shadow for. And,
0: and there's people that nurse. believe that in the 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 short um, story that you saw with seventy six saving the little girl mm-hmm. and Dorado. A lot of people believe that Sombra, like they believe that, like you know, because like the it, it, so there's yeah, but he was already older in that. Yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm just telling you the theory. I'm not saying it's right. I don't know. I, I mean, if it was in my younger seven, fan fiction,
2: if it was y- younger seventy six, I would think that would sound.
0: It's soldier, soldier fifty seven. Like he's a, still, <laughs> he's a <laughs> younger guy. No, but like in my, new, over, in my Overwatch fan fiction, that's true. Over. And I'm also the best Lucio in the area, and I win. I win my Overwatch I just, league.
2: I just wall run everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm
0: so good. I heal everybody all the time. It's great. Anyway, so. Um, Was there any other um, Blizzard news? I mean, there's a lot of World of Warcraft Um, talk, but nothing like I don't think anything game changing stuff I'm interested in, but nothing I'd really want to hit on.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I think the the big things were Overwatch and Diablo. Uh, Starcraft announced uh, Alexei Stukov is going to be a playable commander character, which they have this co-op mode. Um, where you play a specific character that has uh, set abilities for the RTS. Like they can call down different units and they can do different things. It's kind of cool, but uh, the downside is is you got to pay like five bucks a character. Um, and like I was talking to my buddies, I was like, if these characters were free, I would probably play this a lot more, but it's not worth five dollars for me to, to play the co op because I don't play Starcraft as, and as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. And then Heroes of the Storm announced uh, Ragnaros from World of Warcraft and Varian Wynn are coming to the Nexus to be playable characters. Um, Very interesting uh, metric and um, uh, play style for both characters. I think it's really cool that um, Blizzard continues to definitely innovate the MOBA with all the characters they put out there. Because if you play League of Legends or Dota, you have very similar characters in a sense where it's just they just change the abilities up. They don't mm-hmm. really inf- affect the environment as much as they do. There's a lot of unique characters. Like you have Chogall, which is one character but two character, two people play them.
0: It's a two-headed ogre. Yeah. yeah,
2: which is very very unique for for a MOBA cuz you're always controlling one character. Now you're getting Virian Win, which is a multi-class hero. So he will switch between a uh, a warrior class or a assassin class. So he's his trait is he flips between the two. So if you want to play an assassin, you can play him like that. Or if you decide you want to be more of a bruiser and a frontline fighter character, you could switch to that so he takes more damage and he has his shield. So it's almost like they took a page out of World of Warcraft of the warrior class, and he can either switch between a sword and a shield or his dual-wield spec and do more damage.
0: Yeah, and Blizzard's really good at having each one of their games inform the other a mm-hmm. little bit where they're like, like a lot of what worked in diablo 3 in terms of like just appearance customization like your armor sets and everything they ripped that directly and was like we're going to do that in world of warcraft now Mm -hmm. and then world of warcraft with their talent setup they had that ended up like that ended up informing diablo 3 a little bit too and back and forth like like i mean i get it's all the same company but they're not afraid to be like that's a good idea we're taking it you know and i and i I think with also with heroes of storm they're also not afraid to try different things like is this fun Okay, if it's not fun, we're not going to do it, but we're going to try. Because, like, Ragnaros is a, a fire lord.
2: He's huge. He's huge. He's a he's an, he's the elemental lord of fire, and, I mean, he's a couple stories tall. And they kind of incorporated that into Heroes of the Storm, where you've got characters that are n- normally diff- different proportions, sized down to fit on the map and move with the rest of the characters. Yeah. So they basically transition that, and he has an ability where he can take over buildings and become the building. So he's actually his actual proportionate size, where you are fighting Ragnaros, and he's a couple stories tall, yeah, which is kind of cool. So,
0: yeah, so I mean, it's you know, Blizzard. I we will always love them, and we will probably talk about them every single podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's a yeah. Um, So last last story, real quick, before we get on to other things, Um, recently uh, in Toronto there was um, there was a guy dressed up as Spider Man that um, that stopped a shoplifter. And like this girl was in a costume store, she grabbed a really expensive head headpiece or whatever, ran out. This guy subdued her before the cops could get uh, get to her. And he, he's just a guy who actually just goes around like dressed as Spider Man and he, he has the nickname of Peter Parkour now. But the fact that Spider Man stopped a crime in Toronto and everyone's like, Good for you, Spider Man. I I enjoyed that. So That's I, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, cause he's just like, yeah, he's like, he also, now he's taking this position. Now people know him. He's standing up for other things too. Now, like he's actually trying to do like some, some good with the notoriety as opposed to just being like, I'm Spider-Man, give me money, you know, whatever. So, but Peter Parkour stopped a shoplifter. So, yeah, anyway, I thought you would find that. That's funny. exciting. Yeah. It's Spider-Man. We gotta talk about Spider-Man for a second. Right. So the the main tenets of the show are Blizzard and Spider-Man, and we hit them. So now we can move on to other Congratulations things. Congratulations.
2: Yeah, for, I was, for everyone that loves when we talk about that. I was
0: worried that we wouldn't get those in this week. And then Star yeah. Wars, saying the word Star Wars, now we're good. We got the trifecta. Oh yeah. You guys can drink now. It's fine. <laughs> and now for our feature presentation. <laughs>
2: So back in March of this year, um, Marvel started a, a new series with uh, their character Mockingbird. Uh, if She's never had her own book run, and this is the first run at it. And it, most people know her from um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, uh, Barbara Morose, or Bobby, uh, played by Adrian pa- Paleniki. Pa- Paleniki. Yeah. Paleniki. I can't remember how to say her name. Um, but she played her on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and which I thought was really cool. They brought her into the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. universe. Uh, the character was actually created by uh, uh, Neil Adams and um, one other person who, whose name escapes me, but uh, this was years ago. I think they created Bobby first, and then she eventually took the Mockingbird moniker. Yeah, there's a couple people have had the name um, Mockingbird. She's basically, I don't want to say basically, but the best way to kind of describe her is she's she's a blonde black widow. She's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, she's, she's very... Uh, secret agency she's a very Liam Neeson set of skills <laughs> uh, you know she's she's pretty badass she usually uses like Tanfas or like uh, fighting staffs yeah that she connects together um, and then she always has like a really cool pair of goggles uh, she's I don't know a scientist she's a secret spy she's a lot of things but uh, this is her first run as a, uh, a character a single character in a book and um, it was uh Written by Chelsea Kane, who was, prior to working for Marvel, writing a comic book, she did a lot of thriller novels. Um, She was a successful novelist. And her comic credentials, not her full comic credentials, but one of the things is she did write a book uh, called Does This Cape Make Me Look Fat? Which was like a comedy... Well, it was kind of an
0: examination of the psychology of superheroes. The superheroes, yeah. yeah.
2: And um, I, I just I found out about it doing research, and this is something I definitely want to pick up and read So, but um, the main meat, I guess you could say, of the story is uh, they canceled Mockingbird after eight issues. Uh, it actually ran was it eight issues or twelve? Eight. It did run eight. I, yeah. I thought they just announced it after eight because they usually published more. But
0: well, they they might have had the initial set for twelve, but eight ended. On enough of a of a button that you could probably be like okay We're yeah. good and not have to continue on with the arc
2: so they canceled it and um, after they canceled it It it, <clears throat> it drew a lot of backlash and not backlash that you would think where people are like don't cancel this It's good. I mean it was a very good run But uh, it, it drew a lot of backlash from like internet trolls
0: well so I, to, to back that up a second I think I think the two so what happened is what happens in comics. Usually, is that uh, they'll release images like like a month or two in advance of like the cover, mm-hmm. just to tease what's happening, and and everything. So that's why like sometimes covers are very spoiler heavy. So you see things. You're like, what's going on here? Especially this was around the time of Civil War Two. Well, it's still going on, actually. Anyway, <laughs> like, and just complained <laughs> about that. But if, if you so, listen to previous yeah, podcasts, Civil War Two is still going, going on, on, right? <laughs> um, so the the big thing uh, is, and and also. Before we go further, let me just say that uh, we're we're two we're two white dudes talking about an issue that's going to not necessarily this is going to be a little touchy subject, right? So we're 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 men talking about a book that got canceled. Um, There was an image released of the issue issue at cover eight has Mockingbird wearing a T-shirt that says "Ask me about my feminist agenda." Yeah, Um, you know I'm I am I am not a woman um hopefully i've made that clear with my, my wonderful i'm pretty sure that everyone you know. knows we're not women yeah so like we're not trying to be like oh, we're men going to talk about this and right and whatever so just bear with us i feel like there's a point here and i feel like we can bring some substance to this conversation when that image was released that's when the firestorm started happening
2: yeah everybody kind of actually not kind of they literally like a lot of people on the internet attacked uh, chelsea kane um you know directly from twitter and and Caused her to shut her Twitter account down, and there's been other instances like this, like uh, with a lot of like um, like female artists, and I say artists because there's there's different different areas that that this gets affected to. Like Leslie Jones, in the summer after Ghostbusters got released, uh, she shut her Twitter account down and and got harassed by a lot of people. And it's just a terrible and unfortunate thing that, that that's what the Internet is nowadays. But
0: and it isn't just like harassment in the sense of just like, hey, you know, like you suck or whatever. It's it's very specifically targeted statements that are just like I was telling Joe before we start recording. Like I went on went on to Reddit, which I don't ever do because I, I one I don't understand half of it because I don't I don't understand Reddit. OK, fine. I'm old. Right. But I started looking at some of these threads where people were talking about this, this Mockingbird book in particular and it's like I almost feel like now my I'm now flagged on some type of watch list for like, well he looked at he looked at these statements. Is he agreeing with them? There's yeah. some really nasty, ignorant things being said. And I don't understand why. I mean, other than these people obviously they have nothing better to do with their time. But because of this, I don't know if that started breaking before the series was being canceled. But I also know that Marvel, as I was reading, whenever they release a series like this and to see if they're on the bubble about going forward or not they'll put out a trade paperback of the first few arcs to see how those sell because those numbers dictate sometimes better how a series does than month-to-month sales. Well, trade paperbacks are usually
2: their main goal. Because, I mean, in a comic industry, your mom-and-pop comic book shop, like we all go to to get our comics at, um, there's not as much of a profit than making a trade and sending it to Amazon or Barnes & Noble Mm -hmm. because that was the whole reason that trade paperbacks were kind of like – um like like pushed and when they started to come out is because the big box places like you know like you go to Barnes and Noble they're not going to carry single issues some of them do i know like uh uh Borders books used to carry single yeah. issues but like um but Barnes and Noble they only carry trade paperbacks and the size of those stores and the volume that they move for these companies tends to be a lot more successful trade paperbacks
0: well that and it's easier for someone like myself which um I know when when Bendis first started doing his Ultimate Spider-Man run, I would buy all the trades because it was easier for me to pick up six mm-hmm. issues at a time. And it is, yeah. And and then also as a as a comic reader, even though I know I could go online and try to figure out like the the run orders for certain books, cause especially with crossover events, it gets real messy. Yeah. It sometimes it's better to be like, is this collected as one? I want that, right. so I know I have a self contained thing. So in this case. I don't even know. I mean, I would hope that they put this out as a trade paperback. I would. I don't see why it wouldn't. benefit I think it, Marvel to do that. I
2: think it's already published okay, as good. a trade paperback, so you can go get it. So if you if you do, if you are curious, go check it out. It, it's definitely worth your time. Um, we'll get into that more, but like, uh, yeah, trade paperbacks and, and, and a lot of story arcs. If you ever pay attention, because like I read single issues, they are they are usually always written for one to twelve or one to eight somewhere in that range issues because they can fit that into a trade paperback yeah so that's if you if you're ever reading comics and you're curious as to why certain story arcs end at a certain point that's why so they could fit it into a trade
0: yeah so with this 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 book was announced being canceled before the announcement of it becoming a trade which is kind of unusual for this type of scenario especially these books that get because this was getting critical acclaim like from the out you know from the beginning it was and then all of a sudden it just turned and that was it and it was done it you was know? that like, one
2: thing and it's so it's so weird and, it, and it's a bad weird and i remember going to get mockingbird one back in like march and i remember when we went to comic-con in in um uh february and um
0: what's his name uh new adams, Neil adams was there <laughs> as he looks up at the wall i look I have, up <laughs> i have that signed print of new well, adams from comic-con <laughs> Of it like of the first appearance of havoc, and you are like that guy. What's it, his name? It was literally written to the to the left of him on the w- wall.
2: It would have clicked, like, <laughs> clicked, but like I I don't know. It would have clicked, but
0: like I I shouldn't give you shit about it because when we were at Wizard World, you are like that's Neil Adams. I am like who? <laughs> and you had to inform me, and I am like oh yeah, that guy. So yeah. <laughs> but um, I
2: remember when I was there, I was like damn, I really wish that Mockingbird issue was out so that I could have him sign it because that would have been kind of cool. Um, but it wasn't out. And then the next month I remember I picked it up and I was at the shop and, and usually whenever I go to the shop, like they're like, you know, if I, if I, if I have a book in my hand and I'm, they're checking me out, they're like, this, this was really good. And that was one of them was was mockingbird and everybody gave it big kudos. Uh, So like I, I started reading it and I got, I think I got like three or four issues into it like, you know, monthly. Uh, And then I started kind of shaving my, my file down because like I was, I was spending probably like 40 bucks a week. Wow. on comics and i was just like okay this is getting a lot of control i'm like i need to stick to my my you avengers get, you
0: could have switched to drugs and probably save money right
2: <laughs> so i was like i need to stick to my avengers and i need to stick to my spider mans and and a few other things and i was like I, a couple small press
0: yeah you know, i need my spider mans i need my spider mans
2: uh so i started shaving off like a few things and that was on the chopping block i think Venom or carnage was and there was like a couple other ones but uh then like come around like you know i talked to one of my friends who was reading it he's like did you finish mockingbird i was like no i didn't i didn't finish he's like it it, it got really good so then i got curious and started to read it again and then like i don't know i think i like i got caught up but then like i came across that story about her quitting twitter and i was just like wait a minute why so i started reading into it more and it was kind of like oh god internet what did you do
0: yeah well so okay let me also preface this by saying I we've talked recently about books that you have that you've gotten graded and all that that are worth value, mm-hmm. and the big ones are like you have like the first periods of like uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider uh, G- Gwen, Spider Gwen, Gwenpool, and then like I know you also have um, the Jane as Thor, so like you didn't you have that? That's I had the
2: first of- issue of Thor, which uh, not Thor Odinson, but Thor when Jane Foster got announced as not announced but revealed as revealed as Thor because made Marvel made a big deal about it. They announced that Thor was going to become a woman. And then um, the first issue where that happens, where she's on the cover, I have that one. Uh, and then I also have the first appearance of Silk, which is another spider, female spider character. Yeah. Um, and then I have, like, a couple of other classic Spider-Man ones. But uh, those were the most recent ones within the last three years that I had gotten graded. And... Um, like, I don't know what.
0: Well, my point is that, you know, like, so the outrage over this, the, over this, uh, Mockingbird book was that she is a self proclaimed, uh, feminist, right? Like, I mean, Mockingbird is, even though, um, it sounds like just by reading the the book that you get, you kind of get the idea of where Chelsea Kane's coming from as well. Yeah. And, um, and then some people, some people dropped off and then some people were outright offended by this. I'm just letting you get, like, Joe has bought, like, all sorts of things about all sorts of different characters, all sorts of different walks of life that I think that, um, he could speak to how, like, you know, the, it, may, it may have been something about, like, you said you dropped off of Mockingbird for a bit, but there's other books you bought, too, and you enjoyed a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm just trying to get to, like, um, there's other characters out there that exist that are female that are superheroes, but there's not nearly the backlash over it, but they're strong characters. Right. And the the thing is that she pro, directly stated, I'm a feminist, and somehow that caused a fire. And I don't I don't know like I don't know how that's any less empowering than Jane Foster as Thor or the new Iron Man like uh, the oh, Iron Heart yeah like yeah. It's just I I don't know why this is the one that was pulling a pin grenade when there was that there's always been change in comics There's always been well, like
2: yeah then there's been a, like an uproar too like if we're gonna talk about like like the the I don't want to say the gender swapping but the, you know th- they did that with Thor they also did Wolverine. Um, so a couple of years ago when they killed off Logan as Wolverine, um, then they, I followed up, I think like with the sec, with the next quarter of books, cause you know, obviously you get your quarterly sales and you've got stuff coming out in different, um, seasons. So after they killed Logan off very shortly, they started a new run with X 23, who is, uh, was an established X-Men character that was a clone of Wolverine, um, I can't remember her last name. I know her first name's Laura, but um, that she was going to take up the Wolverine moniker. They even put her in the classic yellow and blue costume. Okay, and they started a series uh, written by David Lopez called um, All New Wolverine. Um, so like there are a lot of characters that that are female characters that are very strong, and you know, I mean, Jane Foster and and X twenty three or Wolverine, um, you know they. They're kind of like the, I don't want to say, they're not the Wonder Womans of Marvel. Marvel's never really had a Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, But Marvel's trying to establish that. They're trying to have like more of a diverse female cast that, you know, female readers and even younger female girls can relate to. Uh, And I think Mockingbird fit into, because there's all different levels. Like when you read these characters, there's all different levels. And I think Mockingbird definitely fit into, I want to say more of an adult, Uh, female character that they could relate with because i mean she's definitely we talked about it before she definitely had a james bond-esque uh character relationship with her ex-husbands where it was like you know she you know how bond always gets the bond girls and like you almost have the mockingbird boys uh (laughs) where you know she she's got that secret agent suaveness to her so but um I, the, and and when they came out with uh, Thor being a girl, and even X twenty three taking over, um, you know, or even these new characters like Spider Gwen, um, or um, uh, Silk, yeah, you know, nobody there was no outcry. There was never like, oh, there is only just Spider Man, or this is just Wolverine. Nobody got on Twitter and just went after uh, anybody, you know, even even like the editor in chief and stuff like that. You know, you know, has supported. Every one of like the decisions they've made to to make characters black or Asian or whatever,
0: um, but this for some odd reason really got a
2: target painted on
0: it. And I think part of it is probably that it, like it was written by a confident female writer. It was her first time stepping into this this arena. Yeah, and I think that for some reason. Like, I uh, said, some of these other books we talked about, too, so not all of them are written by women. Some of them are written by established yeah. uh, male Marvel writers. Well, yeah,
2: like Thor, Jane Foster Thor is written by Jason Aaron, and um, David Lopez writes all-new Wolverine. So, I mean, you you definitely
0: have, like, men writing the the character female characters there. So, like, when I was on the, the toxic swamp that was Reddit... Um, <laughs> I feel like this is all really pertinent to the South Park season right now, too, with all the rolling going on. That's the funny thing. When I read this article, I was like, oh, my God, this is like South Park. I'm like, this is so weird. Um, But there was a link to one of the images from the book series where they're like, gee, I wonder why this got canceled. And it was there's a there's a a bit later in the series where Mockingbird's on a cruise ship. It's a fan cruise and uh, a, a long, a longtime enemy of hers um, is trying to influence her back into to being with him. Mm-hmm. It's a guy called the mid the night the night writer, Phantom writer. Phantom rider. I, I was going to say the ghost Rider. That's not right. Uh, well, the, the Phantom. Oddly
2: rider. enough, Phantom Rider was kind of like a tie in. Yeah. yeah, there's history yeah, anyway. between him and Ghost Rider. It's,
0: it's like the spectral ghost guy that can go through his own ancestors and, and whatever, blah, 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 Marvel, right? So anyway, he uh, he is a ghost, kind of, and he's trying to get Mockingbird back. So he's like, screw you guys. We're, we're on this, this cruise ship. We're in the Bermuda Triangle. I'm going to call up all these pirates to help me. And there's this bit where you see all these pirate skeletons coming up, very like Pirates of the Caribbean. And they're and then he's like, you know, destroy everybody but save her. And the pirates are like, no, we're we're pro feminism. That's not our that's not our bag. Have a nice cruise. And they all got back in the water and went back down. I thought it was a really, really funny joke. They're like these ideas that these pirates have been at the bottom of the ocean for who knows how long. And they're like, That's not what we do here. And they just left. And they and they told everybody, Have a good time. I thought that was a really good, like, off the wall joke. Cause any other comic would be this big fight with her defeating all the zombies and that's it. But they're like, nah, we're good. I thought that was really funny, but for some reason these people on Reddit were offended that the the zombie pirates were pro feminism and said we don't want to help an aggressive male like take something that doesn't belong to him. And they like for some reason Reddit was they they're like well no wonder this got canceled. I'm like explain to me the I, yeah. logic of that. Explain yeah, that to me the logic of that. I don't understand that. That doesn't have a lot of logic to. to I mean. thought it was a funny joke. It was a very, like, Venture Brothers one-off, like, okay, we're good. And then, like, they just left. Um, That does sound Venture Brothers-ish, yeah. (laughs) So, like, and and so then they also had, there's a bit, too, and Joe and I talked about this for recording, where, and, like, I think it's issue two of Mockingbird, where she talks about growing up, about how she wanted to be a hero, and she's like, there's only a problem, like, there's one problem with it. I didn't have a Y chromosome, because she talks about all the heroes she saw and there was a, like a little splash at the bottom where you saw Captain America, Cyclops, yeah, Thor. all that and it was very much like the golden age of heroes. Mm-hmm. And 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 so I I can't fault the 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 writer taking the opinion of that this person supposedly Bobby Morris grew up in the Marvel world. Who did she see? You know, and then to be told that she can't be a hero because of all the examples around her. I don't think that was I don't think that was a bad statement. I think that's an interesting statement to show how that character got to where she was. And, but some reason, again, uh, not that I should give these Reddit people any like type of, like, you know, cred, they jumped all over that and just couldn't. It just I don't understand what it is about the idea that someone could have a varying opinion than yourself and state as such. And that does not take away anything from you personally, but for some reason you take it as a personal affront and say, "How dare you?" And then just try to destroy them on every other front. I don't understand that. Well,
2: like, and I think we, we like, when we talked about it, like, I, I didn't really sympathize with either end of it, but I, I've always expressed my, my, uh, uh, I guess my, my stance that that a lot of these writers, I think, if if certain certain material is good enough that it should stand on its own regardless of what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that was one of my biggest hangups because, like, I'll, I'll admit, I was, like, I remember when they did the whole thing with uh, um, Thor and, and, and Wolverine, I was kind of like, why are they doing this? Like, why do they have to change something? Like, and, you know, as a guy, you know, I didn't feel threatened. Like, I'm like, oh, you're taking something away from me. <laughs> but, like, I really wanted... I really wanted the current characters to be successful. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want stuff reinvented. I wanted I wanted writing. I wanted creative writing to take take hold. And I wanted people to appreciate something for the work that somebody did in, in writing it. But I wanted it to be, be original. So it's like you never have to look back and go, well, then this was this before.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. I just, I mean, I feel like if we... <laughs> If we don't change from what we have, then then the like then at least taking the, the risk. Maybe maybe Jane Foster's Thor like the story just didn't work, and then they just go back to you know, Odin's son becoming Thor. Um, I'm thinking like if you didn't take risks, you wouldn't have Beta Ray Bill, which is my favorite Thor character. <laughs> he's he's a space horseman, you well, know, and he and he has a Thor hammer as well, and he's awesome. Like you wouldn't right. have that type of risk. Um, you wouldn't have Miles Morales as you know. You wouldn't have everybody would be like, no, no, no. We want Peter Parker all the time. But I think yeah. Miles Morales
2: is a good example. Of like like him stepping into the moniker of Spider-Man because because yeah. Peter Parker is still around but Miles Morales is, is also Spider-Man like
1: I don't I,
0: know I just, I mean, I'm not saying every single thing is going to work out like I don't think any of us are, are 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 hoping that that Dazzler comes back as a mainstay right now because that was a a a, <sighs> a a weird thing of the 70s 80s and that was a you know a thing and it's like and maybe if you do a modern update of Dazzler that's cool. Maybe I'll give it a chance. It doesn't, that's not exactly a character that I'm like, like wanting more of because I don't really know what the deal was with dazzler other than, Hey, disco's a thing. You know, like yeah. that's, you know, whatever. And that's not me marginalizing, you know, that character. It's just the concept. It's like, if you like, I, even though I hate you, I, I almost wish we could just take the words gender swap out of this conversation. But like if you gender swap dazzler made it a dude right now, I don't think anybody'd be like, Well, how dare you like you that was perfectly good the way it was i don't think you'd have that argument people would be like why are you bringing back dazzler that doesn't seem to make any sense but
2: but but my point is to all this other stuff too is if they want to bring back dazzler and they put someone in the driver's seat whether it's a man or a woman that writes a compelling story about a character that that is that is dazzler that like i mean like oh (laughs) you're basically a watered down jubilee almost you know yeah so and and they make it like interesting enough. It's just like then everybody would totally be reading Dazzler, you know, yeah. and I feel like had this whole Twitter thing not happened. I mean, Chelsea Kane wrote a really good story. There's so many good pieces in that run. Like I told you about how I enjoyed the psychology between her talking that girl down off of the ledge that had new superpowers who had encased her friends in a bubble yeah. from school. This little 12 year old girl. And basically, uh, Mockingbird had to be the negotiator, and she's commenting or doing commentary while she's kind of doing this. And and like I told you, I'm like, you know, Kane hit the nail on the head about twelve year old girls and how, you know, in school it's like they they can be catty and they can just fight fight with each other, and they're friends one minute and then they're enemies the next minute. But the minute somebody co- any outside force comes between them. It can turn very violent because
0: like they'll protect their friends. They'll protect before. their
2: friends. There's still a sisterhood, and I thought I would have never written that. I, I don't know anybody yeah. else, but I, I felt like that was a very
0: good insight, and I was very impressed with certain certain things like that. You know, um, well, it's the same thing like um, Black Panthers being written now by and I, I just this is me being so misinformed or uninformed, I should say. It's it's a very prolific uh, known African American writer. They're bringing in right Black Panther because mm-hmm. they want to give. Like you give him the opportunity because he's he's written like so much other stuff, uh, to, a chance to do with this character, and I think that's a cool move. I think that's a really good move. Yeah, because you give some agency to that and be like, hey, this is you know, like, what what do you have to say from your perspective about this, you know? And the same thing on DC a few like over ten years ago where they when they redid Catwoman. Where she is, um, she's lesbian. Mm-hmm. I, again, I don't remember the outcry about that at the time. That it, like that just, just kind of happened. Like I just, they announced. Yeah, it and nothing that was, was that. really all over social media um, about that. Um, and and then they and the, the person writing it, I, th- I think she I think she is a lesbian. Uh, but um, it doesn't matter either way. It was a lady writing it, and that's the direction she wanted to go with it. And and I I don't think that I don't think that takes away from a character. I just think that's another aspect of it that you can then explore, or like her relationship with Bruce. That has to be a, a different a different situation now, right? And that has that can create an interesting character development and interesting stories. I'm, I, I'm okay with all of this. I just don't understand now how this this person who wrote *Mockingbird*, Chelsea, who they basically asked her like, well, like what happened with Twitter? She's like, if anybody walks down the street and yells at you, what do you do? You just turn around and walk away. She's like, I don't need this in my life. Yeah, and I think that's a very healthy response. Mm-hmm. I just hate that people can pile on and in the minority, but they could be the loudest and then keep somebody away from doing something creatively. Yeah. And that's
2: frustrating to me. And not to get off this, this topic, but like, like this is one of the reasons why I personally do not mingle into social media. It's not like anyone's yelling at me down the street on
0: Twitter or Facebook. By the way, you guys could follow us on Twitter and Facebook.
2: <laughs> I'm talking about me as Joe. Like <laughs> I've had multiple people. I, it was funny when we went to the Indians game, uh, like like during the world series like we went to one of the watch parties and and one of my buddies was like oh we got to do a selfie and i'm like i hate selfies but okay (laughs) so we're taking a selfie and he's tagging everybody on facebook he's like why why aren't you coming up i'm like i don't have a facebook dude i haven't had facebook in like three years he's like why and i'm like because it's toxic it's like not i mean not just from the interactions but it's like there's so much stuff in the stream that is just like irrelevant and you're just like oh you see stuff and you're just kind of like this person i i i worked with four years ago (laughs) hates gun control and i have to see this and it's just like you're gone it's like you know what just get rid of all of it yeah so it's like unfortunately you know i take that stance that like like chelsea kane has taken where it's just like you see so much stuff like i used to be on reddit i used to go on reddit for a couple years and i would just do it for the for funny stuff i'd be like oh my god i love pictures of like you know starscream fighting a cat like you know just stupid stuff that that would make me laugh but then i would swipe or i'd click somewhere and it would just turn into like what is humanity turned into and i just was like You know, I I talk to you, I tell you this and I tell other people all the time. I'm like, I know the podcast kind of suffers a little bit because I'm terrible at social media, but I just, I don't want to get on there, even though I know it's an important outlet, but there's just.
0: Well, I think there's a difference between like with, with, with a product like, like our show, um, you know, as humble as it is, you post a story about something that's entertainment related. Like, I don't know, like I don't ever, ever, ever want to use our show as a platform for something. Like that's a personal political belief yeah. or anything like that, and I don't I don't think I ever have, um, and it's always been like you know I mean I think the most political thing we we did was the DinoCast because there's serious voting about dinosaurs, people were upset about some of that, and then I think the closest I got to sports was that picture of LeBron James looting Steph Curry during the, the <laughs> NBA finals. It was like World of Warcraft. That's about it. Like I because like um I feel like and we talked about this before. This this type of entertainment, which is why this is really sad to me that something like Mockingbird um divides as opposed to uh, you know unify in terms of the book the the book is whip smart funny like i was cracking up reading it um it's very scott pilgrim-esque in the terms of its visuals and sight gags and it's funny like there's some really funny bits to it um it it has a a
2: very very actual comic book feel and when i I say that like i've read comics where it's just like the panels and the after panel give you basically a story narrative with pictures this actually has like, like different things like cutaway, cutaway, um, like uh, when gags. gags and yeah. stuff like that, where it's almost like Family Guy.
0: Well, that's why I say Scott Pilgrim because it's yeah. like you. She references. There's a time when Hunter. She's saving Hunter, and he's like, "She's like, well, this counts as the times I've saved you." And he's like, "I've saved you way more." than it cuts to like like a chalkboard with like little lines on it saying times that Bobby saved Hunter and Hunter saved Bobby, and she has like three times as many times saving him versus her. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like who knows it's in her head or wherever it is. It's just there to show you the joke. And then there's a bit too later on where, um, they're showing. Uh, they're trying to figure out there's a killer that has a certain shoe size and they go through all the different suspects and it has all of them and then the very last set of feet you see is one of the corgis that's around mm-hmm. and it's like the corgi footprints have nothing to do with the shoe size but yeah. they have it there and it's it's really funny so I mean it's an entertaining book it's oh, funny yeah. it's well done the arts the art's really good I like the art style the the layout's really cool um and I and I don't like that it divides whenever yeah, the this art is, yeah
2: I was really impressed and the artist is actually a woman uh Kate
0: N-, n Chick? Like, i it's, spelled, sorry, a- it's it, yeah
2: I am terrible, ter- terrible with last names.
0: N-E-I-M-C-Z-Y-K. Yeah. M-Zick? And the colors is also uh, uh, a female as well. So the main visual creative side of this, it was a female book. I mean, yeah. it, like the, you know, that's cool. Like, that's really, really, really cool. Yeah. Like, uh, some other books I love, too. And I know, I because I it's got hooked so my head. It's so hard for me to
2: find, like, artists I really like. Because, like, there's so many where I'm just, like, I get so bent out of shape. Because it's like,
0: why are you drying elbows like that? Yeah. And, you know, Well, her style is clean and a like I, like, I like clean, and the panels are laid out well, and it's, it's nice, and the transitions are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I Sometimes when things get too stylistic, I tend to tune it out a little bit reading a book.
2: Have you ever read, um, I can't remember who the artist is right now, uh, the new Old Man Logan run? Have you seen the art for that? No. It's hard for, I, I stopped reading that because I just could not deal with the art. It's very uh, Frank Miller art style, and I can't stand yeah, Frank Miller's like, drawing.
0: Like, I think Mike Magnolia is an interesting storyteller. I cannot stand his. Artwork. Yeah, he's another one where yeah. you're just like, ah, like you got individual it. images are cool, but like reading the book just drives me nuts. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah. So, like, I'm being divided over Hellboy. No, um, I just so like this podcast is like supposed to be celebrating all the things that we have in common, and I know we we sometimes have hate casts of so Batman versus Superman, but sometimes we have like discussions, but the whole thing is like, we can have these without saying like, I could say, I did not like Batman versus Superman. I don't want someone to listen to the show and be like, you know what? I'm never listening to him again because he has an opinion that's different than mine. Yeah. Like, I think that, I think that's the whole point of this is creative art. And yeah, there is, there is the, the writer and the creators beliefs are coming through, but ultimately at the, end of the day, it is, it is a creation of fiction that has, you know, that, that, that is grounded in a worldview and I think that's allowed to be discussed, but it shouldn't be shut down just because someone is possible not not offended is not the right word. I, I just feel like these people that like that slink in the shadows and comment online, like they I think they feel I think they feel that whatever their worldview is, I think they feel threatened, and they want to keep people in a place that they feel they belong. And I don't like that. Like, you shouldn't, like, limit someone's creativity just because you feel like they should be someplace. Yeah. And I feel like
2: you get a couple of those people, and then they're able to get people to pick up pitchforks that normally probably wouldn't.
0: No, you're right. Like, I think that, um, I bet you there's probably people that don't read comics, uh, you know, regularly or at all that may already have a certain type of, like, belief, but then they see the story, and then suddenly they're going to boycott everything Marvel or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I don't know. It, I mean, I'm, I, I know I'm playing a little bit of fire there, uh, but it's it's easy it's easy to get along with a group of people when you are see something building and be like, I hadn't thought about that before. I don't like that either, you know, and I, I don't know. Yeah,
2: Where'd there's, be- well, like, and there's so many things that, that that get changed nowadays with comics just, you know, so that that a lot of these companies can, I don't want to say cover their bases, but it's like. They do need to make it open to a broader audience, you know, because, like, I think comics have been very male-centric for so many years, even though there were a lot of female characters. Um, the demographic, there's no denying that not just being a writer or an artist, but the purchasing power of, of comic books. And they're trying to make it more appealing to, you know, a female audience now. And, like, the movies that are doing so well are... are are, I don't want to say like they're the catalyst for it but it's like they're exp- they're exposing you know more and more people to stuff that they would have never even looked at
0: well I think the very first episode you can go back and listen to it Joe's kind of quiet on there I screwed it up anyway you can go back and listen to it I think the example I gave was I was at uh, Carolyn John's comics and someone walked in and was like hey, um, there's the daredevil TV show on the green arrow show. It's like, I like these, what should I be reading? Right. And this, and then the guy, one of the guys there just started going through all these different trade paperbacks and was like, here, read this, check this out, this like, um, last night I went to go see Dr. Strange. We're going to talk about that next week. So no spoilers here. Um, like Mary who had really no, no knowledge of Dr. Strange. She's like, yeah, let's go see it. Like she's so on board now because she's trusted Marvel and they've done well that now she'll be interested in all things strange Mm -hmm. after this because she likes the movie a great deal. Right, and um, I I think I think that speaks to it is that um, there's people that may not be comic book readers but they're starting to know these characters and starting to get all about them. Like two years ago, if I said Groot would be one of the more popular characters in the Marvel universe, you would laugh at me. Like what? People love Groot now. Like so. I don't
2: understand what the fascination. I mean, I like Groot too, but like. (laughs) I really think that that tree sells most of that movie for some people who are not comic book fans. Like I think he's, I think he's, a, I think he's a, 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 I don't want to say like a female grab, but I think, I think the ladies think he's adorable. So. Definitely
0: an arborist gardener grab. Yeah, there's like a, No, it's but you're but you're right. I think the movies are a nice bridge, and I think people are getting interested and in they're reaching out, and so I think because of that, there's going to be like uh, there's going to be kids growing up watching these movies. There's going to be little girls watching these movies and be like, you know what? I want to read comics, I want to write comics, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And I think that there's going to be a sea change. I think we're already experiencing it. I mean, like, how often, I mean, now we know of, like, Marvel and DC reaching out to uh, other creative types saying, hey, could you come in and would you like to write a series of books with us? Like, I know, like, years ago, like, Marvel got Kevin Smith to come in and write a Spider-Man series, or sorry, Daredevil series. Mm that he didn't fit where it was a spider-man one he didn't finish it was like six years between issues four and five something like that yeah i vaguely remember that but he wrote daredevil for a bit and it's like and that would not have been available had he not done movies you know so it's like i feel like we're at a point now where they're pulling in other you know well they've done that before uh, because like i i
2: mentioned you earlier like like chelsea kane she primarily was like a novelist and she's got a like a laundry list of novels that she's written and um like the first time I came across something like that was uh, um, a novelist, Jody Picoult, wrote a, a, a short run for Wonder Woman, I want to say back in like 2007. And that was unheard of kind of around then. You know, it's like you have like somebody who's primarily... A, uh, a person who writes novels you know and then they're now writing comic books mm-hmm. and and that was a move on DC's part and DC's really great at, at, at kind of like innovating stuff and like you know being I don't want to say the, the front runner but they do tend to test some of the waters before Marvel does with things
0: like that. Well and I also if I remember right and again correct me if I'm wrong I, I think I read that with the, the next season of Jessica Jones coming every episode is going to be directed by a female. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I think that's a good call. I'm not saying that's a requirement. I'm just saying if that's the direction you want to go with it, I'm completely supportive of it. Yeah. I think that's I think that's really cool. Actually, well,
2: that and I know the um, uh, the defenders is going to be directed by a, a female, like the showrunner, right? Not the showrunner, showrunner. The but, showrunner. I can't remember who I saw. Yeah. The, I saw the article, but um, no. And 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 I mean, you know, if we're going to talk into the realm of comics and the movies and things like that, and it's just like it's it you know marvel has become so successful with their movies uh you know is it too big to fail who knows um they they've just been on a long streak and i remember watching a um interview with with somebody that was like in one of the movies that that was like a big name kind of like uh, i can't remember if it was anthony hopkins or benicio del toro or uh, actually i think it was um uh michael douglas okay um, he was at a celebrity golf game and they were talking to him about it. And he's just like, he's like, it's amazing to be a part of it because as an actor, you've gotten to work with one of the most successful studios ever. Granted, it's, it's, it's like comic books and it is kind of silly, but you still can say that you worked on, you know, a, you worked with a studio or a franchise. that has been one of the most successful movie studios ever. Yeah. And that that to that like being that what that is is just it's a huge exposure to to pop culture and to the you know the the country and everybody knows who these characters are um and and you know kids you know for what it is is, is you know and what Disney has made it
0: what it is it's like it's like kids know what this is but they need to make it for everyone. What you th- I'm going to remind you of the story that you told me about the Rob Liefeld jeans commercial um, about how. You being as a kid, you told me this before we started. Oh recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll get I'll get to that in a second. But no, I was
2: <laughs> I, I well no, I was just trying to point out that it's like you know you're gonna have Marvel, uh, in DC. You're gonna have them, you know, change things up so that they can make things more readily available. I remember reading an article uh, that Brian Michael Bendis, uh, was interviewed in, and he, um, you know, he created Miles Morales, and he does a lot of things he also created rary williams who is the new iron woman or iron man or iron, iron heart. heart yeah whatever she has a suit of armor like tony yeah. stark okay uh, probably not made out of iron that, probably that, that, not, that's the yeah. an antiquated term now that is that, <laughs> yeah. the best thing is be like I, I wish they would run a joke in an iron man book where somebody their whole plot is to take apart the iron man suit but they base it off the fact that it's made out of iron <laughs> and then they they find out they're like oh this did not work he's yeah. not wearing iron anyway um but
0: but ben, all the steel wool ben, didn't
2: do anything i don't know but bendis said he said he's like he's like we need to start doing this and making changes. He's like, I, you know, we can't get rid of, you know, we can't get rid of the Peter Parkers and we can't get rid of the Tony Starks because they've had their time and they're definitely, they're they're immortal. It's just like if you tried to get rid of Stan Lee and you were like, let's let's you know let's put you know this person in and and these are this is the new yeah. hotness. You know, Stan Lee has has paved his way. So is, so is Tony Stark, but like, he's like when when my kids are out on the playground and everybody's playing. Cause he has, I think his, one of his kids is, uh, I think one of his kids is, is, mixed. It's like, he's half black and he's like, who do they get to play? Do they always have to play black Panther? Yeah, It's like, why, you yeah. know, same thing with the girls. It's like Halloween comes around. It's like, well, you can be, you can be wonder woman or you can be Batgirl. Yeah. It's like nobody was ever she Hawk or captain Marvel or spider Gwen. Like I remember going to mega con and, um, uh, I was waiting in line actually to meet Stanley and this guy, this girl was in line dressed up as spider Gwen. And it was a really good spider Gwen costume. Um, and the one guy was like, he's like, what's your, your costume? You know? And she's like, Oh, I'm spider Gwen. He's like, I don't know who that is. And she's like, Oh, it's, it's Gwen Stacy. And I, I kind of had to explain it to the guy. Cause I don't know if she knew like the whole origin piece of Gwen Stacy, but it was just, you know, it's like, it's cool that like girls are going to cons now dressed as like different female characters that they have and but then you're still going to have like you know the pro- that we're talking about is there's still people going to be out there they're going to be like why and it's like that is why.
0: Yeah. Well then, again that doesn't take away from from like you know you know I love Wolverine, I love the Spider-Man's like they're, they're never going to go away. You know like you just said they're immortal. Mm-hmm. So and 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 I know you spoke to like well you know let's have the success of those guys too, but they've had their success and they still will. Like uh and I'm okay with that. It's just that I am also okay with like if, if they said Paul, we're bringing back your favorite comic book hero of the '90s, Dark Hawk. Like yeah, it's a like, it's a female. I'd be like, it's still Dark. Hawk, it's still right? Dark Hawk. Yeah, right. Can I have Dark Hawk, please? Does you know? she? Yeah, does she have the? Am- now I would get mad if they're like, does she have the
2: amulet? No. No. no does she got have the amulet. wings? No, no. no. That's not Dark Hawk.
0: <laughs> it's Paul. That's, actually, it's
1: Dazzler. We're bringing back Dazzler. Yeah, Just, it's, like, got hour. you excited, it's, oh, it's Dazzler. The, like, Dazzler. No. all she has
2: is
0: a damn motorcycle helmet. <laughs> that's not Dark Hawk. <laughs> okay so like i would be i would be okay with that just give me you know whatever it's fine you know like like um to kind of put a pin in this a little bit like the the new um and actually i want you the story yeah that would be a good way to wrap it up but um marvel's agents of shield has robbie reyes as Mm ghostwriter and everyone's like how could you just you know that's that's not the ghostwriter that you know like we we it's not johnny blaze um that's okay, because it still gives I'm, you, like, it's Ghost Rider, and you get the feel of it, and it's it's fine. Like, it's not a motorcycle. It's a badass car. He still beats people up. His head's on fire. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's cool. Give me Ghost Rider. I don't care. You know, yeah. like... And and I love it. And I also heard the rumor that uh, that Blaze is coming. And that's okay. Well, I saw a teaser yeah. image
2: because they do the backstory for Robbie. Yeah, and they show another
0: Ghost Rider. Yeah.
2: So I'm pretty sure that's Blaze.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. cool. But anyway, so, it, but, um so yeah, the story acceptance. The yeah.
2: story and acceptance of tying in and like, you know, we Paul talked about this earlier. It was just like you know now we have we're in an we're in an era where. There's more opportunity for for women to to write comics and things like that. And it's more acceptable. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, if you want to grow up to be a comic book writer, you can. And I told him, like, when I was a kid, I used to love drawing comic books and collecting comic books. And my dad would kind of always give me a little bit of shit for it because he was – he didn't grow up like that. He wasn't a comic book guy. Uh, he was, like, way more into sports, like football. He played a lot of basketball and – um. Like there was an ad campaign that Levi's did for um, people that were, I guess, up and coming. You could say, yeah, I, can't remember. I don't remember it. You could just, find uh, it on you could find it on uh, on on YouTube. But look up look up Rob Liefeld, Levi's ads. So they did an ad with Rob Liefeld, and at the time, Rob Liefeld was a starting artist for uh, Marvel. I think this he is he was before, doing X Force. He's doing X Force. This was before he he got into. Like image comics and things like that. This was like right when he was developing Deadpool. Like yeah. this is like you know in the but he early, was
0: like rocketing
2: to the top of his the top eighties.
0: We go back and look at his artwork now. It's like what were we thinking? But yeah. it was amazing. Could back have been then. those jeans. Yeah, could have been those jeans. Blame
2: those, blame Levi's for those jeans for all it, those feet. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say those jeans had no feet. Yeah, neither, neither did Rob Liefeld. Be like, <laughs> you want me to wear these in the ad? But there's not enough it's pockets like, and pouches. It's, yeah, so let's say, can I wear these with pouches? Like yeah. yeah. Anyway,
2: anyway. Oh man. It's so I like Rob Liefeld, but it's so easy to. pick I like on having
0: it. muscles on muscles, but but kind of like they don't really go where they're supposed to go. <laughs> what kind of jeans go with that? Real quick, like, like my biceps have biceps. Is that a problem? Uh, real quick, I picked up a
2: uh, um, a limited edition uh, Deadpool Spider Man book at Megacon in Orlando when I was there, and Rob Liefeld did the Deadpool on the cover. Okay, and I was just like, hmm. I was looking at it, and I'm just like, look at these feet. I'm like, he didn't draw these. I'm like. <laughs>
0: Who drew this? It says field do down there. Do you think after like Wildcats fell apart, or what no, was it Wildcats? What <sighs> was the one he did? Was it Wildcats, or was it the, what was the image one? He did. Yeah, he did Wildcats. He log- Do you think after like that all kind of fell apart, he went to like a cabin for like six months to a year and just drew feet repeatedly and just be like, I'm gonna get this right. Like I'm a Rocky be- montage of like, drawing just, feet. Just constantly, like he's just growing this big beard and he keeps looking at his own feet, looking at feet and like just drawing them over and over again. He's it's like,
2: like all these magazine clippings of just like shoes and feet. And yeah. Like,
0: and then, like you just see like the process of like just missh- misshapen feet the entire time. He's like, Why can't I draw and feet? The,
2: and the and the that song from Karate Kids playing, like You're yeah. the best
0: around and he's like <laughs> I got this i could do it yeah
2: anyway, a lot of synth music anyway so that went that went way sideways but anyway it's it's so much fun to pick on rob liefeld uh the um no but my dad saw that commercial and he was just like huh he's like well you could keep doing what you're doing because you could be successful like him someday because you know he was he was hot shit from the levi's ad because he was a successful comic book artist so he kind of got that and was a little more acceptable about it so I don't know if there's a degree of success that 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 people need to have. Like I don't I don't know if if Chelsea Kane's Mockingbird would have been a runaway of success, and and sold a million copies, and it could have shut all those people up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what do we need to have well, I, success? You know, I, what I, I mean? think
0: when you have someone like um oh what's her face from uh, Pitch Perfect um. Uh, uh, Anna, uh, Anna Kendrick. Yeah, whenever you have someone like her, I mean, obviously she's a celebrity, but the moment they start like talking about the idea of like, hey, what if there was a Squirrel Girl movie? And she's like, I want that. Yeah, like, and Anna, it's like she'd be a perfect Squirrel Girl. She would be amazing for it, right? But it's like you have people that like they they're already on their own way to be successful and, and are like you know legitimate like you know talents. They're like. I want to be the face of this Marvel franchise. I want to be this ridiculous girl who doesn't lose and has squirrel powers. It's like that to me and she's excited about it. Not just because of like well this is the license to print money because it's Marvel. It's because she really likes the character and wants to do it. That's what I always
2: kind of wonder is like at what point is it is it the actor is excited to play that character because they know who they are, or is it they're excited that that Disney check is going to come? Yeah, right. You know, that's that's hard because you can't ever tell when they do PR. It's just like, yeah, I want to be. It's like when they were doing the whole thing for Cable. Everybody and their brother was like, I look like Cable. I'm like, you don't even know who Cable is, <laughs> like Scott Lang, or was his name? Is it Scott Lang?
0: Um, oh, um, no, that's
2: that's Ant-Man. Scott. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Paul Rudd's character. Scott yeah. Line. Um,
2: what's that guy's name? The guy that was in uh, Avatar? Avatar. Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Yeah. Scott Lang. I was close. Whatever. Uh, Stephen Lang. All of a sudden, I'm just like, yeah, you look like you look like Cable, Stephen Lang, but you don't even know who Cable is and you just want a Marvel paycheck.
0: Yeah. You know, so I think it's just because you got people out there that are honestly like excited. And I think you're going to see that. And especially when the Captain Marvel movie comes out. I think that's going to be that's going to be the litmus test. I think for Marvel, in terms of like that's going to be a female helmed movie with a female character as the main character, and we're going to see how that goes. I mean, I don't think so far Marvel's done no wrong, so I think it'll be fine, and I think I'll like it. I mean, just like I've liked everything uh, because you know, pro Marvel, not not pro DC. Anyway, um, I'm hoping Wonder Woman's good. I hope Wonder Woman actually does this. Yeah, the new trailer. Actually, yeah, we didn't talk about
2: the new trailer, but the new trailer came out, and I'm I'm pretty excited for it.
0: And she and she looks like I mean not only does she look like a badass, looks like a character that can stand on her own, and I'm 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 hoping and, and even then even then I guess this is maybe the way to bring it back around. It's set in like the thirties, and Chris Pine has to say, Oh, she's my secretary. And it's like, so there's gonna be that She's a woman in society that can beat the holy sh! Everybody, Mm -hmm. and I think that also I think that's an interesting time because that is when there was a lot of um, transition from accepted roles and what is and what isn't. You know, so hopefully they handles that. Well, they tried to
2: do that with Agent Carter. I mean, that's a whole other bag, but we we don't have time to get into that. Anyway, yeah. But um, no, I am too. Like, man, that guitar riff, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the whole trailer has this other music, and all of a sudden at the end of the logo, it's like here comes that. That guitar riff again. I'm like, which I'm kind of liking, but it was really off-putting in that trailer. Uh, it's so
2: weird, but yeah. I, I do like it. But you're right; it just kind of hits you. And it's you're like, just,
0: are we going to fight now? Like, you, I don't know what's going
2: you
1: on. You kind of want
0: to giggle when you hear it, but at the same time, you know it's just like, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I, I hope that this conversation has some merit. I think it does. I think that if you guys are on the bubble about like reading, like, I don't know how many comics you you'd read, but I would say check out this Mockingbird run just for one, like that that. By you picking up and reading it, that all those people out there trying to spew hate, they yeah. lose when you do
1: that.
2: And you know what's funny is like anybody that's trying to counteract this, it's like because I know people that will like pick up torches for no reason on the other side where they try to defend it. You know, if you really want to defend it that bad, go buy the damn book. Yeah. Like anything that I've ever done where like I get angry, like I go to, I, I always tell Paul, like, I, I, and our, I mean, Ironically enough, like an idiot, I went to Dunkin' Donuts. But I went to a different Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Before every show, I'd go get coffee at Dunkin' Donuts, and they would always mess up my coffee. And it's the easiest thing to do. I just want black decaffeinated coffee so I can fall asleep. Yeah. And every once in a while, they'll slip me the regular because they're too lazy to make decaf. And then, like, I I come home from doing the podcast, and I'm up till 3.30 in the morning (laughs) just sitting there, like, those those bitches... (laughs) Dunkin' Donuts got me again, so it's like, don't mm-hmm. go to Dunkin' Donuts, Joe. Stop. Yeah. Don't go in there and complain. Just yeah. stop giving them your money. Yeah. So if you want to support something, give them your money.
0: Yeah, and if you don't want to support something, then like, then, then don't, don't give, give, them, give them, them your money. money. Yeah,
2: like let that's the-, the best way to silence anything or support anything because then it will either stop being made or continue to be being made. Yeah. So I would say and, yeah. going and yelling at people on the internet it, with. Anonymity it does nothing.
0: Yeah, other than causing causing that person just, you know, I don't know. Like it just how do you sleep easy at night knowing that you're tearing down somebody else just because? You know, like I mean, that's just me. I guess I'm inherently an okay person. I'm not yeah. saying I'm a good person, I'm saying I'm an okay right. person. Um so yeah, go check out Mockingbird. Uh, I think Where it's are worth, these
2: people for like some reality TV shows? Right. Like when we want to get rid
0: of stuff, where are those guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, like um yeah, yeah how about the bachelor can you guys get that to be done like anyway. can you
2: hire trolls to get rid of like like real housewife tv shows like
0: i think i think that's a slippery slope i like trying to evoke hate to shut something down because it's like well, if they hate the thing i like you know <laughs> that's yeah gonna that's be, true yeah. i know
1: so that's, well that's
2: one thing why i'm always kind of like usually open-minded because i'm like you know what i don't like some things and other people like them so you know i'm sure somebody will make fun of me for liking what i like so i'm not gonna pick on somebody about what they like
0: yeah so all right um yeah that's that so uh, you can certainly follow us on social media and troll us if you like we're uh at invasion yeah, podcast that'd on be great. Twitter. um like i'll just be like i got notifications like what was that well, oh this is notification you do? yeah uh we're on facebook and invasion the podcast um we are on stitcher And uh, iTunes, and I just submitted for Google Play, so that should be an easy easy way to get to us. I keep forgetting about it, I'm sorry. Um, So, another way to get to us, leave us reviews there, that'd be great. Um, We're we're going to bounce on to uh, our our little quick little game, and then we're going to wrap it up here. So, we'll we'll do this.
1: Time to play the game! Time to play the game!
0: Before we do that, though, I have to make amends real quick. I meant to do this last week and I forgot to, so I just need to. I, and I meant to post this on the Facebook page, forgot to do it there, so I'm going to do it now mm-hmm. while I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. My theory mm-hmm. that all things are connected to critters. Mm-hmm. Real quick, wrapping that back up. Two weeks ago, critters cast. Um, just th- I had three challenges. Going to roll through those real quick. Joe gave me two, mm-hmm. and we got one on the Facebook page. We have a uh, Yahoo Serious. Is it connected to Critters? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Here's why. One movie, Young Einstein, had a guy in it named John Howard, who was in Mad Max Fury Road with Charlie Stheron, who was in A Million Ways to Die in the West with Seth MacFarlane, who was the voice of American Dad with uh, Scott Grimes, which is connected to Critters. Fair enough. All right. Peter Sellers, the other one you gave me. um, There was a movie called Being There that he was in with Jack Warden, you're gonna be like, who's Jack Warden? He was the the uh, father in um, Dirty Work that Norm Macdonald was trying to get a heart for. He was also a problem child. He was the older guy there. Yeah. So very very well known character actor. Yeah. So he was in Dirty Work with Norm Macdonald. Um, and I'm not gonna count that Billy that Adam Sandler was in that movie for a second playing the devil whenever they're eating the, the brownies that like you remember that right? i've never seen dirty you've work. never seen dirty work okay, no. anyway so isn't the movie dirty work Nor mcdonald it's, it's not a good movie it's funny is though. there
2: ever going to be a movie when i tell you i haven't seen it you
0: make that same face like i'm just surprised you haven't seen dirty work because it's just kind of like one of those ones that's kinda, oh, you never oh, oh what
2: did you do joe that's we i always feel wrote, so ashamed a
0: podcast of like did you see that yeah let's talk about it so you haven't seen paul red- did you ever finish red dead redemption I'm working on it. Um, so Dirty Work, which is like Billy Madison had Adam Sandler and uh, Norm MacDonald. Happy Gilmore with that grandmother that was in Critters 3. Last one, Charlie Chaplin. You guys didn't think I was going to be able to tie in Charlie Chaplin to all this. Well, with two weeks in IMDb, I'm sure you probably could have. Well, okay, that, that's neither here nor there. So Charlie <laughs> Chaplin was in a movie called Limelight that actually had Buster Keaton, but that's not important, uh, with an actor named Norman Lloyd. Norman Lloyd is still alive, and he was in Trainwreck. He was the old man that was in the nursing home with Amy Schumer's father, and they're arguing about baseball. So that guy, older guy, he's like ninety six, okay. And he he was in this movie Charlie Chaplin, right? So he's in Trainwreck. Trainwreck had Bill Hader. Bill Hader was a super bad with Jonah Hill, who was with Leonardo DiCaprio and The Wolf of Wall Street, and that's Critters Three. Critters 3 so yeah. there you go. I can tie everything to Critters Three. There you go. And but now people will start going back further. Like actor wise and yeah. be like, Yeah. What about the well, first person of the first Edison silent film? Like you know, like yeah. I can't do Well, that.
2: no, no. I mean like everything's tied to everything in Hollywood. Like that whole Kevin Bacon game is fun to play. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more fun when you you, you kind of knock out the answer in like like a minute.
0: But I know, but that one, I, I will admit, I had to go to IMDb to figure that out. But the Charlie Chaplin one, that one caught me off guard. That That's one a, is a good one, yeah. yeah. Kudos to who who submitted that. I believe it was Darren on the Facebook page that submitted Charlie to send, Chaplin. We'll have to send Darren some stickers. There you go, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So, yesterday was National Donut Day. Um, so, I thought I'd ask Wait, Joe, what's today? Uh, the day after National Donut Day. I don't know. It was also um, like Redhead Day. Like, I, I didn't want to do, like, top ten redheads because they, they, that feels like that kind of washes away our previous conversation that we had. Um, so I was going to ask you some pop culture-related questions about donuts to see how, if you knew these or not. Okay. So anyway, um, what is Homer Simpson's favorite donut? Pink one. That's Well, that's right, playing with pink frosting with sprinkles. That's the one you see all over the place, right? What is the name of Springfield's donut shop? I don't know. <laughs> Lard Lad Donuts. Remember as the big guy holding it. You don't know Simpsons. Right, I don't right. watch the Simpsons. What was the name of the Donut Shop? You can uh, look at me like you, yeah. you don't watch The Simpsons? You don't watch the Simpsons? That was the story I was gonna go into too, by the way. They just got renewed for seasons yeah, twenty nine that was actually. Yeah, you're right. I saw
2: that. Um that's they they they're they're, they're making history for any I, any script. They they're show. they're
0: passing they're passing gunsmoke. And making great just because you're making history doesn't mean it's good history. <laughs> Like, like I love The Simpsons. I really, 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 really do. My Facebook profile picture right now is of election sign of uh, Kodos, because like the whole Halloween story they had, like you know Kodos and Kang running for president. Yeah, it's kind of how I feel about a lot of things right now. And it's like I love The Simpsons. I really do. Right. Um, I think they should have went away a while ago. I feel um, like I
2: can I can I can appreciate that, but at the same time, I don't think they should have went away because like they're still making everybody happy and and they're, this, the this the show's still relevant like like my girlfriend watches it and like
0: like when i catch it when she's watching it there's still really good jokes on it yeah, but they're not so this, this okay so it's like you get a stick of gum it's wonderful you chew it and after a while it loses its flavor and after a while it loses it, the ability to be gum the simpsons yeah. right now are kind of flavorless Every you're like, yeah, I remember this. I like this. And it's, and it, but the, the, it's very, it's just, I'm not saying they're not capable of doing good episodes anymore. They're few and far between. And it's very meandery, like family guy, where yeah. it's like, it starts off with one story. It kind of ignores it, goes back to another thing. And then right, it's ended. And right. that's that. Well, yeah. And I feel like even like around season 10 and 11, I was like, this show probably should be wrapping up. And we're 20 years past that now. Right. And like, I watch uh, the Simpsons on FX, on the FXX app. It's the whole Simpsons world thing. And it's funny because I'll watch, like Mary will watch it too, and she always goes back to like the past five or six seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm always back at like season six, seven, and eight. Like always, like closer to the Conan Bryan stuff, like the monorail episode. And I don't know, like um, when Homer goes to college, just I, like for goodness sakes, I'm wearing a Springfield Isotope shirt right now. Like I love the Simpsons. Can we just kill them and be done with it now? Though, no. uh, anyway, yeah, they're going to pass Gunsmoke. Yeah. Can we be done then? Can that right? Anyway, so uh, more donut comments here. Uh, what was the name of the donut shop Tony Stark was sitting in the donut on an Iron Man Two?
2: Oh, that I—that's uh, isn't that Randy's Donuts? Yep, there you go. So you got see that—that that, that I do know because it's a, a famous Hollywood staple. It's in a yeah. lot of movies.
0: What was the name of the donut shop in Wayne's World? Remember the uh, one where they go there? Yeah, uh, Makita's. Stan McKita's donuts, you're right. See, you know some of this stuff. I know. I was like when he told me he was doing this, I'm like, I don't know anything about donuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh who was the actor working behind the counter that spoke to the camera directly? Oh, and, Ed O'Neill. Uh, yeah. Yeah. About like why is it when you kill a man in passion? Yeah. You know, like murder. <laughs> <Consider me. laughs> um, and Strange Brew, you probably have not seen this movie. With Bob and Doug McKenzie, you've never not seen, seen it. Oh, uh, there's a point where they bribe a secretary for information with donuts. Like yeah. one, one is just like a regular uh, what bear is it? claw. I don't yeah. know. It's a plane with chocolate. and The next one's like a jelly donut that Rick Moranis is like. It's my last one. And he has to hand it over to bribe him. All right, never mind. Never saw it. In uh, Jack and Jill, the movie you made me watch, or I, I forced myself to watch. Never saw that either. <laughs> what was the name of the Dunkin' Donuts product that Al Pacino endorses? You don't remember if we talked about this?
1: Mm-mm.
0: Al Pacino's Dunkachino. You don't remember that? Nope. All right. Um, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, like Secret of the Ooze, how do the turtles convince the Toka and Razzar, which I forgot those are the names of the other monsters, to eat donuts full of anti-mutagen? anti-mutagen. Like they make them eat the donuts full of the... I don't remember. You no. Know, they they make them convince in the ancient ritual of the pre-fight donut. They make them all sit down, eat donuts, and then they... Huh. Yeah, anyway. All right. I remember,
2: I remember in the original cartoon of Ninja Turtles, Shredder makes a net out of dough and throws it on the turtles. And he says, here, have a doughnut." <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's so clever.
0: Oh, um, I'll never forget that joke out of turtles. I don't know why. In the movie Dodgeball, what does Ben Stiller do to himself to stop from eating a glazed donut? I don't know. He put like electrodes on his nipples and was trying to talk himself into it and then he shocked himself uh, okay. violently. Okay. All right, last one. And this is the one I thought you would get of all of these. <laughs> in the, In The Fly, 1986, The Fly, how does Brundlefly eat a donut? Like,
2: does he vomit on it? And suck yeah, it up? he does. Well, that's how flies eat things. Okay,
0: you've you, you've not seen the Jeff Goldblum fly? Have we talked about that, or have you I seen saw that?
2: it when I was like eight.
0: Because there's literally a point where he shoots a video. He's like, "How does Brundlefly eat?" And he holds out a donut, and just spits up on it, and then sucks it all back up in. It is very disgusting. So, it's wonderful. Like I, I love the fly, and I love donuts. So anyway, there's your donut quiz. Wasn't that great? It was half baked. Ba-dum-bum. All right, so that's going to do it for us. Um, next week, Doctor Strange, uh, we're going to be talking about the movie. So, Do you know why
2: they are called spoilers? Make sure you go see it or you just... No, you should still listen to our show. Yeah,
0: right, because we're also going to talk about, like, um, or, there's a more recent Doctor Strange comic run, too, that you have... Oh, yeah, me. we could
2: talk about that, because that was that was a really good comic run. Yeah,
0: I want to talk about Did that in the movie. That? Not yet. I was oh. reading Mockingbird and being outraged at the Internet.
2: Um... Yeah, uh, no, 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 yeah, but I mean, if you don't want to pay to go see it, just listen to our podcast, we'll talk about it. Yeah, that's, like, that's Joe, free. Joe's
0: going to go see it tonight, he's going to be taking his phone in with him and actually, like, play-by-play like, play the movie the entire time, he'll be like, and then he moves his hands, and then something happens, and then, then uh, Tilda Swinton doesn't have hair, you're going to just go through over and over again, it's like, why is Hannibal here, you know? Wasn't t- was Tilda Swinton in, uh, she
2: was in Trainwreck, wasn't she? Yes, she was. That caught me so off guard. Yeah, she was good
0: in that. And she was like really sarcastic. She, w- she and, was
2: very Glenn Close, like devil wears yes. Prada. But like at the same time, I'm like, I'm staring. I'm like, who is that? I know who that is. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Tilda Swinton.
0: Yeah, um, like, never, I've, I've never seen,
2: seen her like that with makeup and her hair done up. I know. It's, I,
0: and I know. Like, I think that I think she requested it to be done like that. because She wanted to do something completely different than what she normally does. Yeah, um, I've seen Doctor Strange already. I'm not going to ruin it. I liked it. Go see it. I think it's worth seeing. Uh, Joe's going to see it tonight we're gonna talk about next week we're gonna talk about the doctor strange run of comics recently as well just for a nice uh, comparison and also some history of the character i'm sure yeah because i feel like this is one of those ones that everybody knows the name but it's he's kind of i mean i'm not saying he's a b-lister because he's big time in the marvel universe but oh yeah, it's a big deal
1: yeah
2: i think it'd be fun to talk about a little bit of the the, the actual magic presence in the marvel universe because when you read the comic like one of the things about the new run that they did was they incorporated a lot of people who you don't realize are actually influenced by magical powers like Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. um, Magic, who's the uh, the sister of Colossus. Uh,
0: M-A-G-I-K. M-A-G-I-K, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: how she's actually, she actually uses, like she's a mutant, but she has magic powers. Hmm. So, well, same thing with Scarlet Witch. Like, yeah. Just
0: because you have mutant superpowers doesn't mean you can't be a magician or a sorcerer. Yeah. So, um, so we'll have a strange podcast next week. So that's going to do it for us. Uh, like I said, uh, follow us on our various social media. Please leave us reviews on uh, you know iTunes, Stitcher, and hopefully Google Play. That should be up here. Actually, it should be soon. So uh, the more you guys do that, the more we appreciate it. Uh, I mean, it's always appreciated. Not that we would appreciate it more if you do it more often, but it's still appreciated. Um, that's yeah. It's going to do it for us. Go read uh,
2: *Mockingbird*. Go re- yeah. Go read it's *Mockingbird*. It It takes it takes like thirty, forty-five minutes. Yeah,
0: I got through the whole thing in less than an hour yeah. today. I was burning through it. It was it was good, and and like, I, it, it breezes by. It's funny. So yeah, check it out. You, you read it. Those uh, trolls don't win. So that that's that. So anyway, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, probably see in like four days because I know we've been kind of, yeah, kind of like you know outside of baseball. You know, now now baseball's over and Joe doesn't care about football. So we're we're good. No.
2: <laughs> Not until I have a reason to.
0: I, they could turn around. They're only zero and eight, right? They I'm could... I'm I'm calling zero and sixteen. Uh, all right. Anyway,
2: we used up all of our like. I feel like there was like this winning power juice for Cleveland sports, and we just had like a like a like a like a jug, and we poured all, everything into the Indians and the Cavs, and then it was like,
0: oh wait, I oh it's empty. It's empty. Oh sorry, Browns. Be like, oh, hold on. No. Could we get a drop? No. No. If we had a drop, we would have used it in Game Seven. We were done. Was that what what was that stuff that they were using in? Oh, I don't want your Space Jam as a reference. They had some kind (laughs) of. uh Um, special, special uh, was a skin cream or something that they were supposedly doing, and it was like just not working. Right? It was like a placebo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Michael Jordan's, uh, wa- it was water. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was drinking <laughs> Michael Jordan's magic water or something like that, and we're like, it's just water. Yeah.
0: All
1: right. So well,
2: to tell you a Space Jam story afterwards, though, because I know how much you love it. I don't want to yeah. tie up. Any All right. More enough.
1: Time.
0: Enough about that. We're gonna. I'm gonna go be angry. I'm gonna go online and be angry about Space Jam. Yeah. And try to get the. Go troll from- Space
1: Jam. I'm gonna- <laughs>